We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ron Horvath, Nick Ashew, BetMGM tonight. I'm still, still laughing at that headshot of Marash. I, I mean, I was trying to keep it's together, either Uncle Fet. I, I, I wish, honestly, I wish the camera was on us for anybody watching the streams on Twitch or YouTube. I wish the cameras were on us when that headshot popped up because it came completely out of the blue because every picture of Sean Marash is him eating. So it's expected. But a buttoned up Uncle Fester or Dr. Evil looking, smiling, clean shaven Sean Marash is not something that I expected at all. I lost it. I lost it. I don't know how, I hope it didn't come over the mic. And if it did, who cares? Because it's Sean and what we know, there's nothing serious about a majority of the segments with him. Uh, That was, God, that just made my day. I, I was, that was unbelievable. If he saw the photo that they were using, I think he would expect us to laugh. But, um, yes, you know, I try to be a constant professional, but I was having a hard time right there keeping it together, like I said. I wasn't expecting it. Oh, no. That's, that it. was the best part. Not not expecting it at all because it's a buttoned up, like, just, like, yeah. I mean, you he made church jokes with you. He's the one who looked like he was going to church and that. He looked like he was going to someone's baptism. Yeah, anyway, he's one of the best. I'll definitely be uh, tuning in. Yeah, yeah, every Sunday yeah. from uh, nine to noon. I'm I'm jacked for the Sean Morash show. I think, but you got to make sure you tweet every single time and ask about either Rutgers or St. John's. I think that's the most that's the most important thing for you there. Yeah, for sure. It's got to be a New York <laughs> school. That's All that's right. the deal. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So you you have said right now. I know we talked a little bit. Tyrese Halliburton MVP is a solid play. I think we both are in on that. I already like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, all-star game MVP as well. What would it take if I gave you – this is one of my favorite games to play. You know that. Because a free bet makes you – it forces you to pick something. If I gave you a free bet, and it's not dunk contest because you've already bet that. I know you bet – right, you bet Jalen Brown? I did. I, I bet Jalen Brown. I found a 5-1 to one price. You know, there's some plus 450s. I'm not sure where it's at right now. I'm looking at the three-point odds as we speak. You know, I just... Um, I think it looks like a plus 525 for Jalen Brown. Plus 525. It, again, there's not like a breakdown or like a handicap. I didn't like study his aerodynamics. Yeah. So I'm not able to tell you that, you know, he's going to get a solid haircut. He's going to feel really good before the contest. I'm just saying if Jalen Brown is going to participate, he's probably the biggest name since... He's the biggest name in a long time, Jalen Brown, right? Mm-hmm. In the dunk competition, I would say at least. Three-point competition, we get some guys every single year. But dunk contest, yeah. guys that want to go out there, risk injury. Um, damn, it's almost becoming like the home run uh, derby where, where guys don't want to mess up their swing the rest of the year. I'm kidding about that. But I feel like if he's going out there, he has a trick up his sleeve. He has something to prove. He knows something. So I took a shot with Jalen Brown. Yeah. I don't think that that's a bad, you know, I mean, it may – the kind of narrative bet, but that's what's wrong with that. You know, he there's like he he wanted to be in this, so he's got either an idea, he's passionate about it. You're not going to volunteer for something that you don't really care about. So obviously he cares, and, and who knows? I mean, look, we we had stretches where the dunk contest was, I mean, incredible. That the two years of Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon was one of the best stretches. You know, w- once we brought the dunk contest back, like post Vince Carter, right? Like. Once it got into that, that was one of the best dunk contests that we ever, multiple years that we ever had. But they've just tried so many different things, and it's lost the flash. It's lost the nostalgia. It's lost, you know, the creativity. I Look, I still believe that there are unique dunks out there that guys can do. 
Go on YouTube. It exists. The question just, I, you know what? Here's what I even suggest. Lower the rim six inches. Why not? Make it easier. Let's make this more fun. Lower the rim six inches and give guys an opportunity to do something even crazier. Who cares? Who cares if it's not a regulation rim? It's like, what we had what Dwight Howard go out there on one, an 11 foot rim one time and did just like a basic dunk. I'd rather watch a nine foot six rim and guys dunking all and actually doing something creative out there than this. Who cares? What are they going to say? Well, you know, Michael Jordan never dunked up. Okay, great. That was a whole different era. Everybody can dunk from the free throw line now. Nate Robinson won like five dunk contests in a row. We had one year. Remember they did the freestyle? He did a freestyle one. John Wall won. The most forgotten dunk con dunk contest winner ever was John Wall, who actually was really good. That's when he did he – he, the Wizards mascot held the ball over his head, and Wall actually yeah. jumped up, brought the ball between his legs. That was actually a really great dunk. Nobody remembers that now because it was just this weird freestyle thing they did that was like utter chaos, like a layup line. But there are ways to still make this thing better. You know when I always get into it, man, is when we have like a David versus Goliath battle. Like, give me Nate Robinson against mm -hmm. Dwight Howard. I want the littlest guy yeah. against the biggest guy. And these were always the conversations that me and my dad would have because that's usually who I would watch these events with. And we were all in on this. So he hated big men in the dunk contest because he's like, that's not a skill. Mm -hmm. The rim is 10 foot. This guy's seven foot. Like, he couldn't get into the Dwight Howard stuff, even though like Dwight Howard was a great dunker. So he would be cheering for like Nate Robinson or the little guy. Uh, and then by the end of the competition, I usually would too. So I like that. I do feel like, and, and we would always have a back and forth with the three-point contest as well, like a strategy, just picking winners, not so much betting it. But now I feel like you could have the yeah. same conversation if you're betting it, right? So I'll never forget when Sam Perkins was in the three-point competition. I went with Steve Kerr, who ends up winning. I was right, even at uh, 11 years old. My dad took Sam Perkins. His strategy was because Sam Perkins was 6'10". He didn't jump when he shot, remember? So my dad thought yep. that he was going to get mm -hmm. more, like, you know, like the quicker release, whereas he didn't think that the mm -hmm. competition would favor the jump shooters that actually had to leave their feet. Well, I was right. He was wrong. But I don't know. That's actually kind of like a, why I like Cat in these competitions, though, man, because he gets his shot off really quickly. It's pure, but he doesn't really leave his feet. Um, and I feel like there's kind of something to that. Like he doesn't take as much energy and I like his odds at seven to one. So if I had a free bet on the three point competition, I'd probably go cat seven to one. Cause I mean, I'm going with one of the guys at the bottom here. I want the best odds. Lowry marketing mm -hmm. at eight to one is interesting, but I'm good on that. Donovan Mitchell plus nine fifty. We're trying to make the case for him to be the MVP Cavs playing great basketball, but I think I would go with cat actually seven to one. I like the, uh, I like the confidence, at least in these in these type of competitions. He calls himself the best shooting big man, right? You know, what you said about Sam Perkins and just yeah. guys not really jumping for that. That actually is, like, that's a thing. That does matter in the oh, three-point yeah. contest because there's just a little more energy. It's that kind of skip jump versus, like, a full release. Some guys have that naturally. Some don't. Some, you know, maybe you're willing to kind of alter the way they do it just to kind of get through it a little bit. Who do you think finishes last? Because I've got somebody. They don't have odds for it. But in the three-point contest, I would love to see what the odds would be on Trey Young. Because we know how that guy can shoot. One minute, he's going 7 of 12 from three. The next game, he's going 3 of 15. I would love to go Dame to finish last. I'm not going to lie to you. He's oh. the favorite, plus 375. Wow. I would love to flip mm -hmm. that. In fact, we should make a phone call. Who do I got to get on the horn? Trista was hanging out with the great one in Tom Brady. Do I get her on the horn? Do I get Jamie Foxx on the horn? Do I maybe just call uh, Seamus McGee? 
who do I got to get on the phone? Because I want to place this wager. I'll take Damian Lillard, the favorite, at plus 375 to finish last. This is the worst shooting uh, season of Dame's career, isn't it? Is it not? Like, yeah. I know the Bucks are playing a little bit better basketball. I don't think Dame's going to care. Like, I think Dame just wants to get to the All-Star break just to just to relax, man. This is the first time. My theory is for Dame, this is the first time he's felt pressure in a long time. Because when he was in Portland and he was the only dude or it was just him and CJ, as long as they got to the playoffs, maybe won a playoff series, that's a successful mm-hmm. season. Now there's some pressure, dude. When the Bucks went and acquired Drew Holiday, they won the NBA Finals. They went and they got Dame. You know, it was always... Uh, you know, Dame deserves better than Portland. Dave, Dame deserves a ring. He's going to be the best player, you know, of our generation to retire without a ring, this and that. Now he's got that opportunity. He's playing with a guy that we were calling the best player in the league just two years ago, him and Jokic. So I feel like Dame's feeling a little bit of the pressure. I would probably go with Dame to have the uh, worst score in the three-point shooting contest or Lowry Markkinen because he's Lowry, you know. So I had to look it up because I thought I knew what his worst shooting season was, and I do. So it was actually 2021-2022 where he shot 40% from the field, just 32% from three because he had that core muscle injury that year, only played 29 games. I mean, he started off just in a horrible slump, and it continued throughout the entire year, and then he shut it down for the rest of the season. But this would be, as a three-point shooter, actually by one – just oh, so – just by a smidge, actually his third worst shooting season of his career from three. So he shot 32% from three uh, that year he got hurt. And then his third year in the league, 32 or 34.3%. And then this year he's 34.4% from three. So it's basically the same. But, you know, look, it's an adjustment. It's He's been with a new team. The expectations, the pressure, it's it's all different now. I do wonder, though, if because this is a situation he's been in before and it's there's no real adjustment to playing with teammates and a new system and now the second coach of the season already like Dame has, if this is a comfort zone for him, like he knows how this works and he can get back to kind of that rhythm that he's had before. He's been in this contest before. So it could also, and that's what makes this so hard, right? That decap in a lot of these events, really, really difficult because you sit there and you're trying to come up with reasons why a guy can win MVP, right? I mean, there's some narrative bets there. I mean, of course, like that's that's part of what this is, why we have a couple of MVPs for the All-Star game that we like. But it's kind of the same thing with any of these other ones, right? Three-point contest, who's on that day, who's not? Trey Young could be great Trey Young shooter. It could also be three of 15 Trey Young from three, you know? So you, you kind of look at it and it's, some of this really is a shot in the dark where I would say don't go, don't go doing multiple units on a lot of these unless you really know something like, Jalen Brown's got a dunk no one's ever seen before. And then that's a situation where you've got a little bit of control. But three-point contest, uh, you know, skills challenge and rising stars and all that. It's a lot of these these events, These like it's all just hit or miss. I, I do like betting the MVP, though. And I do think that Shea, I, I think I'm yeah. with you on that, man, especially at that price, 14 to 1 for SGA. Because mm-hmm. you got to think, like, who's going to show up? Who's there to... um. I, I mean, because, you know, LeBron every year might just want to win MVP, right? Giannis, Giannis yeah. treats the All-Star game like it's game seven of the finals. So, you know, he's going to play hard. He's going to play defense down the stretch. But, like, who wants to be there and who just is going to treat this as a vacation? It's almost like when we talk about, like, live golf when they're in Las Vegas. It's like, okay, well, 
I'm going to stay away from uh, Dustin Johnson because he's going to be partying with Paulina all weekend in Las Vegas. So I'm looking at this like Giannis is going to care. That's why he's 6-1. to Bron will care. He's 7-1. to Jason Tatum, 9-1, to I think is pretty interesting, mm-hmm. man, because he's most likely not going to be the regular season MVP for whatever reason, even though Boston's probably going to finish as the one seed in the East. Maybe the knock is he has too much help with Jalen Brown and Porzingis and Drew Holiday and, of course, uh, the best player in the league, let's not forget, Derek White, a.k.a. Michael Jordan Jr. So maybe Tatum is just going to ball hard <laughs> in this. In fact, I just talked myself into it. Jason Tatum, all-star game MVP, 9-1. to one. MVP? 9-1 yeah. is a good price, too. And, I mean, that also, you know, that – again, see, there's a lot of these that certainly make sense here. Where, but what's crazy – so I went back and looked at some of the, the previous winners for all-star game MVP, right? Yeah. And it's Jason Tatum last year. It's Steph Curry the year before. It's Giannis, then Kawhi, then Durant, then LeBron, then Anthony Davis, then Russell Westbrook back-to-back years in 16 and 15. Kyrie in 14. Chris Paul in 13. Durant again. Kobe in 11. Dwayne Wade, Kobe, Shaq, LeBron, Kobe, LeBron. So it's like, it's only a few names. So that's the one thing, is if you kind of do look, it wasn't... Now, you could argue that in some of these spots, some of these guys were younger, up-and-coming players uh, I mean, I guess, yeah. if, well, let's see. No, would you actually know? Really, though? I don't think any of them were. Maybe, I mean, Tatum last year, no, although he's always 19. Uh, Steph see, I forgot year, Tatum no. last I mean, year, dude. I'm I'm out on Tatum now. Good reminder last yeah. year. I don't think he's going to win back-to-back. Good call. I mean, Russell Westbrook did, so it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it doesn't happen all that much. Remember, Kobe and Shaq were co-MVPs back in uh, 2009, which was hilarious. That was when Shaq was with the yeah. Suns, too. Think about that. That was Suns Shaq. I, you know, you yeah. almost forget <sighs> about, like, the, the end of Shaq's career. Not only, like, Boston Shaq when he didn't do a whole lot, but, like, I almost sometimes forget yeah. about, like, Shaq and Dwayne Wade winning that championship together in Miami. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. guys have done it before, but I for Tatum, I, I don't know, man. I think I like your original look, either with Halliburton at 16-1 to or SGA at 14-1. Yeah. to even even maybe Luca at eighteen to one, but I don't know, man. I could see I could see Luca getting there and it just being a vacation for him, especially because if you look at his usage this yeah. year, nobody else is doing anything on that team I other don't, than Tim Hardaway Jr. I think Luca just wants to go have fun. I don't think it really matters to him. And honestly, if you go back and look at this, right, like all the names I mentioned are all time greats. Like there's obviously all stars right. that are in there a couple of times, couple of you know, couple of all star games. Tatum, always an all-star. Curry, Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron in all those years. Russell Westbrook, million all-star games. Kyrie, Chris Paul, Durant. You really have to go back to, like, guys that we'd say were good players but weren't superstars, like some of the best in the game, but really good. You'd go back to Glenn Rice in 1997, who was a monster in that game. I think set the record for the most points in a quarter or a half, something like that. That was Glenn Rice yeah. in 97, Mitch Richmond in 95. Big fan of Mitch Richmond. He was great. Your guy Scotty won it in 94. So, but like most of these names are like the guys. Like they're they're an yeah. all-star every single year. So, but the question then is, I mean, Shea's probably the type of person that could be an all-star every single year. It's tough. It's really tough to kind of figure this thing out. I'm sticking with Halliburton and SGA, though, I think is those two. It's I think those the, the best pick. Mm-hmm.